It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Monday morning, you show the fight. Can you hear me? There you go. Cruz potted me down for some reason. That's what he does. <laughs> we got a little extra Lindsey Buckingham. That's not all bad. No, that's all good, as a matter of fact. Hey, welcome back. Uh, welcome back. Will Clark, Dave Jennings, and Tony Vanetti's on vacation. Dave, we're not going to have a show with all four of us here until uh, January. I know, but we'll we'll get by. Yeah, we will get by. I'm back. I'm relaxed. Had a beautiful week with my beautiful wife, Susan Tyler Witten, in Cabo San Lucas. No stress except for one night. Mm-hmm. One night we went out to dinner, and I'd been drinking tequila all day and kept drinking tequila that night through dinner and then a few drinks after. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Met this guy, and, he, <clears throat> and I was dying for a cigarette. And I don't know if the nicotine is stronger in Mexican cigarettes, but this cigarette made me feel extra funny. Unfiltered, I bet you. It was unfiltered. <laughs> just, right. just like you. Right, right, right. But I really enjoyed it. We get back to the hotel room. Susan goes to sleep. I start getting really hungry, and we had this, all this chocolate, like this chocolate mousse that you get down there from a, a little place called Cupcakes. We had it in the refrigerator, and I, I thought, not, you know what? Not sure this was a real cigarette. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to yeah. eat all of this. Now, for those that don't know, Dwight has a bit of a sweet tooth. You either you either have no chocolate or you have bags of chocolate. Right. That's it. That's it. Normally, I don't have any chocolate, but when I go, I go all the way in. So... I drug every bit of chocolate out of the refrigerator, and I started watching TV in bed with those chocolate things right here on my chest was I ate them. Were you yeah, watching those telenovelas? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. What, what is on Cabo TV? I was watching... <laughs> I was watching Spanish Sopranos. El Sopranos, El yes. Sopra El Soprano, oh. Couldn't understand, a word. <laughs> Couldn't understand a word they said until I get the, you know, the, the cuss words. So, yeah, so, those are kind of universal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> it's more an attitude, yes. <laughs> so I'm up, I'm drinking tequila all day after dinner all night. I smoked this cigarette with this guy. And again, the nicotine must have been extra strong. Susan's asleep. I'm eating this chocolate. Next thing I know, I, I, I wake up. Are the bag of ice next to the bed? No. Were you in a tub missing an organ? No. <laughs> but I was panicked because I thought that I had a number two accident in the bed. And oh. here Susan is sleeping next to me. I'm, <laughs> I'm covered. Oh. I'm, I'm covered in what I think is Do -do. excrement. Yes. Excrement. Now I'm freaking out and I'm grossed out. <laughs> And I'm saying, hey, I, 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 I got to get this cleaned up before Susan wakes up. I get to the bathroom and then it dawns on me. I'd fallen asleep and rolled all off. 
It was chocolates. all over the bed. It was all over the bed, all over me. That was, was the was only... Was this guy still with you when this rolling around in the chocolate no. happened? <laughs> I mean, did you have to leave a note for the housekeeper? No. This isn't poop, I no. promise. No, but my wife, no. There were peanuts. No, but wait, listen, it was the last night. Thankfully, it was last night. So when we're, I said, honey, what do I do? I said, I'm just going to leave this extra large tip. I've got to take care of them. So I stripped the bed myself. <laughs> and, and, and I left a, I left a really large tip on the bed. Uh, which is the first time I ever can ever say that I had a large tip on the bed. But we go down to the uh, to the checkout and couldn't make eye contact with anybody, could you? <laughs> I could. I, I couldn't. My, my, Susan says, "Please don't bring it up. Just leave the tip. Let's get out of here." And right after we check out, I, I said, uh, "Could you please tell the maid or whoever cleans the room that that's not doo doo? It's chocolate." I. I passed out on a cupcake, and I just said one cupcake. <laughs> I didn't tell package it. And this little lady goes, uh, yeah, we'll tell them. Mm. But that was the <laughs> Were these Hostess cupcakes or something? Yeah. Meanwhile, no. Susan's already in the cab going to the airport going, I can't be seen. <laughs> well, you know, at, least it, at least there wasn't a language barrier, and I had to go, you know, el doo no, no, chocolate. Oh, I, oh, no, I think poop is one of those universal po words. Poop is a yeah. universal word, but, <laughs> but well, we had a great time, as always. We, we did look at some, I picked up a, uh, we're walking through uh, Cabo San Lucas. We would get up walk through town every morning and i said you know what let me pick up one of these real estate magazines we have those here you know because you want to retire there that's yeah, one of your do. plans yeah uh, when, we, when we retire we want to move to that city see, see that's the difference with between dwight and everybody else he's actually planning on moving there everybody else just looks at him and goes well if i ever hit the lottery <laughs> <laughs> well, well my point's coming up so i pick up this uh there's there this neighborhood called pedregal that was right right by the resort we stay at and i said uh let's pick up one of these real estate magazines and we did we found a home that we really really liked and it was only Thirty-seven million seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it was like twenty-three bedrooms. That is the lowest. The lowest home that we found in this neighborhood was five million dollars. Didn't oh, Escobar wow. hang out there for a while? Probably. Yeah. I mean, if it's thirty-seven million bucks, I don't see who else could afford to hang out there. Can't well, just buy a room in the house. Yeah, <laughs> just like a half of it. <laughs> but we did meet. Oh, by the way, we met uh, folks from everywhere. Uh, a group from New Jersey. Uh, they want to know what I did for a living. I told them, and then they started listening to you guys oh. in the morning while I was gone, and they were giving me updates. And I, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not listening to the station when I'm down here. I'm just going to be. Now, there's, an, there's another phenomenon that happens down there because Cabo Wabo is Sammy's place. And you kind of look like the 75-year-old Sammy Hagar. Yeah, so no. how many pictures did you take or people yelling at you, that kind of stuff? Well, it, it happens nonstop. And it's not just a gobble wobble. When we're walking around the streets, the locals will yell out from the shops, Hey, Sammy! But every time we go to Cabo Wobble, and we go there quite often, we go there for our anniversary dinner, and we go there for lunch and dinner throughout the week. But every time we walk... Susan says you could see the the uh, the uh, staff kind of snap to it because he was actually down there. He played him and Toby Keith showed up. I think it was Sunday night and they played. Toby Toby did one song, but um, <clears throat> people nonstop come up 
Either that or try to sneak pictures of me. You probably get a good pour on your drink. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's, Samuel. <laughs> that's why he ended up passed out on a cupcake. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but usually, usually people really understanding about it. I'm not trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Or I'm just you know walking down there. So usually the first thing I say is no, no, I'm, I'm not Sammy. When they when they come up and request a picture, and then one guy, he was older. He said, "No, you won't. You you won't let me take your picture." And I, I said, "No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm not Sammy Hagar." No, Sammyo. And the guy gets really pissed off and wheels around and storms off. And I'm like, "What was I supposed? Was I supposed to tell the guy? Yes, I'm Sammy." He got in his car and he pulled all the tape out of his standing Hampton cassette. <laughs> Sammy El Creepo. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fun time. Then right off the plane, we we head straight to Barnos for. Our, uh, uh, Friday night pizza, and then we went and saw Alex Raimundo and uh, comedian Oster so Baker. You, so here, here's your 24 hours. You get hammered on tequila with a guy. Yes. You wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. No, with my wife, and he, and it was another couple. Okay. Oh, you rolled around on cupcake with a guy. No, I then, the guy, listen, the other couple was nowhere near, <laughs> near us. I just got and to And then you ticked off a Sammy Hagar fan on the way to the airport. <laughs> yes. And then you land, you go straight to Bear Nose, yes. hit the bar. Uh-huh. Go to Bud's Tavern, introduce a band, and have more to drink. Yes. And then Saturday, MC a party that we all went to, which was amazing. Oh, thank you, uh, Keith Kamenish. Uh, we went to this. Uh, he does this every year, and he says never mention his name on the air. But his name's Keith Kamenish. <laughs> well, that ship sailed. <laughs> no, but it's pretty impressive. Um, I don't know. Susan did the math. Well, she would have because, to. Because, because no I chance. can't. Because yeah. I have no chance. Right. But evidently, 5% of the Medal of Honor recipients in this nation were in attendance there. Man. That's how about, cool. How about that? And then there's, you know, several, you know, you, you, you got uh, Major Ed was there. He, he's got, uh, you know, uh, Purple Heart and Bronze Star, several Purple Heart and Bronze Star recipients. Uh, Rocky Blyer from the Pittsburgh Steelers mm -hmm. uh, showed up. He also has a Purple Heart and a Bronze Star, I believe. Uh, J.D. Shelburne was there. And then, of course, Fighting 69th Irish Whiskey, which was. It was really good. It, which was delicious. If you get a chance. Pick up a bottle of Fighting 69th Irish Whiskey because uh, uh, I think a dollar per bottle goes uh, towards veterans. But, man, was that a hell of a time, Dave, or what? Absolutely. Just humble guys. I remember it was one of the guys that we had. His name escapes me now. But he was talking about essentially getting in country over there. And I think on the second day, he's in a battle. And he said, and then I killed my first man. Yeah. And it devastated me. Yeah. That was uh, um, uh, um, Tim McLuhan. Yeah, but and then then also uh, another another uh, Medal of Honor recipient, Don Jenkins, was there, and I've I've had the honor of sharing a stage with uh, Don Jenkins a couple of times, but it was the first time Susan met him, and she introduced herself. I'm right beside her, and he just starts lighting into me like mm -hmm. like oh, why are you with him and all this other well. stuff. It was just hilarious. The guys, the guys, amazing. And then when he, when Don Jenkins got up to speak, I, it was riveting. But it was also he's also hilarious. He's yeah, we all, had him on last week, and he was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I've got a dear Squatchy. And yes, I, I learned something in this. You know how we talked about Karens over the last couple of years. Yeah, and we wondered what the guy name for Karen would be. Uh huh. We've never gotten an official one, have we? I think we've narrowed it down to a I, handful. I but saw one this morning. And I think it's the same one you're getting ready okay, to say. That's, 
it's in here. So let's get deer squatchy. All right. Oh. This is from James. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for listening, James. Dear Squatchy. Yo. Somehow it seems like we've moved into a world where it's considered wrong and whiny to complain about anything in a restaurant or store. Mm -hmm. I get the whole obnoxious Karen or Darren thing. Well, see, no, I kind of disagree with that because I know Darren's and some of them, they're good. Right. I know a couple of them. Yeah. Don't know any cool Todd's, I got to be honest with you. Yeah, we can go with Todd. Go with Todd. Todd's kind of a tool. <laughs> so I get the whole complaining Karen Darren thing. That said, over the weekend, I went to a nice restaurant to get a good steak. All right. And it was so overly seasoned that all I could taste was pepper. It was terrible. When I wanted to send it back, I could hear people around me, including the staff, talking about Karen this and Darren that. <laughs> if I'm paying a high price for a nice steak, it should be right, right? What's the line between having a legitimate complaint and being lumped in with the Karens and Darren just see mm-hmm. See, I think our steak eater here has a point. Because if your steak... Now, keep in mind, this is the difference between you went to a high-end steakhouse and they messed it up and you went to Ponderosa. <laughs> if you went to Ponderosa and you sent your steak back, then uh, you're responsible for whatever weird stuff's about to happen. To <laughs> <laughs> if you went to a nice steakhouse and, they, and you sent it back because of that, then I think you're perfectly entitled. But typically, Karens and Todds are picking fights that have nothing to do with anything in reality. They're just, they're mad about the absurd, stupid stuff, like their napkin wasn't folded the right way or something. So, no, I think I think Steak Man, depending on his venue, is in the clear. Yeah, but is that a risk? Because if I, if I have anything served to me at a restaurant, I'm going to eat it no matter what. See, I, I said and this back. coming from a guy who eats things off the floor. I, I so, know, so I know, but, with but that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> I mean, I will specifically ask for no mushrooms or leave the sour cream on the side. And what do I get? Mushrooms and sour cream all over it. Now you're running a risk sending back sour cream. I, I get it. Right. But I can't eat that. Yeah, I know, but still, I, I'm petrified on sending anything back, and I have no, been. I'm with Dwight. It's, I've yeah. seen too many of those stories. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to eat it. Well, here's, even at a young age, I know how I would react if I were to work a kitchen. See, and that's what, <laughs> and that's what motivates me to just suck it up and eat it, because I know that young Dwight could be back there. <laughs> right. So <laughs> what you're saying is that thing that you sent a picture of that Becky saw and shrieked would touch somebody's food. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty yeah. much fear number one. That would be the start of it. That would that, that would be just the start of it. But I, if I'm at a fancy steak joint or wherever, and I order a steak and they bring me, I don't know, Malibu chicken or something different, I'm going to eat that. Now I will after I eat it say, hey. Make sure this bill's adjusted because I, I will bring it up that I ordered this and received that instead. But, man, I'm not sending anything back. No, no. See, I'm with you. It's Now, unless it's just something that I won't eat because I won't do seafood outside of shrimp. So, right, because you so can like peel that, I, right? Yeah. So, like, if I, if, if I order steak and somebody brings out a chicken thing, all right, fine. I can deal with this. Yeah. Not a happy camper, but whatever. If I order steak and, like, grilled salmon shows up, now we're now we've now we got to go to war. <laughs> what if you order a shrimp and you and you still got the poop vein in there? Uh, I ask for extra poop veins when I order <laughs> shrimp. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I, is it time for a joke of the day? No, I think that's a joke of the yeah. day music. Get me the immunity music as we break it out. It's Mama Joke Monday. It is a Mama Joke Monday. Do, you, do, you, do we want one or three? Amen. 
Oh, you know I want more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do. You some... got the immunity music. Go for the gold. <laughs> hey, fellas. Yes. D bag. <laughs> your mama. She's ugly. So is oh. yours. <laughs> <laughs> your mama's so ugly. She gave Freddy Krueger nightmares. Oh, oh. that's ugly. Yeah. All right. That's a good start. She's so ugly. How ugly? How? Her shadow quit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Third one. So it's pretty good. Break. It's no, pretty it's good. Gonna, it's going to bomb. She's so ugly, she makes onions cry. Oh. oh. Should have stopped it, too. Should have stopped it, too. Luke, close this sun. Hey, stick around. Welcome to Monday. It's good to be back. It's good to be hanging out with you all. We've got a lot of guests coming through. Dr. Henry Sadlow at 10 o'clock. We're talking heart health, and you do not want to miss this. Plus, Mike Mulroney with Cabo Wobble. Uh, it's a hell of a Louisville party. C. Thomas Howe joins the show, but straight away after news, Alex Stone's going to be talking about Super Bowl security. So uh, get a cup of coffee, hang out. Will Clark, Dave Jennings, I'm Dwight Witten. This is News Radio 840 WHS. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. W-H-A-S. This song will forever remind me of the Pope of Greenwich Village. Summer Wind by Frank Sinatra. It would have been his 107th birthday today. Wow. If he had made it that long. 100. America's only royalty. What about the Kennedys? Frank Sinatra. No, just Frank Sinatra, baby. Uh. Um, One of the... One of my favorite Sinatra stories that he told himself about Don Rickles. Don Wrinkles? Don Wrinkles. No, Don Wrinkles is a part of my body. Don Rickles. Ah. Uh, and he were friends, of course. And he told this on Carson one night. So Frank's having a uh, dinner at this expensive restaurant in New York, and he's done with it. He's having his, his espresso. Well... Don Rickles walks over and he says, Frank, I'm here with a girl. I'm really trying to impress her. Can, can you do me a big favor? Can you just walk by my table and, and say hello on your way out? So act like you know me kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, one of those things. Frank says, yeah, sure, Don, no problem. So he's walking through and he walks by Don's table and he goes, uh, hey, good, good evening, Don, how are you? And Don Rickles looked up and he said, Frank, do you mind? I'm eating here. <laughs> and just left Sinatra hanging out. Hanging out to dry, but man, we miss Frank Sinatra. Oh, that, that's the NFL music, and with that, it means we're going to our friend Alex Stone in Phoenix. Alex, how are you? 
doing well. How are things? Man, things are great. I'm straight back from Cabo San Lucas, but we are. We nice. Are, yeah, it was great down there, man. But we're two. Can you believe it? We're two months away from the Super Bowl. But uh, you have met with multiple people down there when it comes to security and uh, and preventive. I don't know preventive uh, training in case something should happen. Uh, what kind of steps are they already taking down there on the Super Bowl? Because I can't imagine how difficult it is uh, to make that a secure event, especially in 2022. Well, it'll be 2023. Yeah, well, and, and it'll be February 12th. So today is December 12th. Uh, if we just go by the, the days, it's exactly two months from now. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously no idea who's going to be playing yet. There are a lot of teams that uh, are a, a good possibility that, that are going to be there. But uh, we know where it's going to be. It'll be Glendale, Arizona, State Farm Stadium, and the team that will be doing security for it that symbolically – at kickoff the year before, the security uh, ramp-up is handed to them. So last February in, in L.A., when kickoff happened, then it was handed to the Phoenix team, and they've been working on it since then. Wow. Uh, in two months, it'll be handed to Las Vegas, and then they'll begin working on it. But what police and federal agents are working on right now, going through all of the possible scenarios for what is an attack that somebody might try to pull when the whole world is watching and to make a name for themselves, kill a lot of people, politically motivated, whatever it is. This is Kathy Lanier, the head of security for the NFL, and uh, she told us this. It changes dramatically every year. I mean, this is, um, you know, it's a, it's a very large event. It's spread out over 10 days. Um, typically, there are about 20 to 25 different venues that we work. Uh, every city is different. Um, every Super Bowl is different. Obviously, technology changes dramatically year to year. So uh, as do the things that we worry about. So they are game planning right now. They've been meeting in a secure room in the stadium. There's not even a field in the stadium right now. They grow it outside and then they wheel it in. Right now it's only concrete uh, mm. on the ground. Uh, going over from state, federal, law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics. Okay, if this were to happen, this is what we would do. Akil Davis, uh, the FBI agent in charge in Phoenix. Any major critical incident that you've seen in the United States will probably test that response. So a Uvalde, a Uvalde shooting, a plane crash, a major, a major accident on the freeway. We're really testing those things in the wake of uh, the Super Bowl to see how we would handle that response how the communication really will sustain us through that through that incident. So they have to know how they would respond, who would respond to what mm -hmm. parts of it, how they would communicate using the same terms on two-way radios. You know, you think in Europe, casually means somebody who's injured, and the U.S. Casually, casually means somebody who's dead. And so you got to make sure everybody's speaking the, the same language on there. And uh, this is kind of game time for them now, that at the one-month mark before the game, the security perimeter begins going up. Ten days before the Super Bowl, the stadium goes into complete lockdown where only those with background checks who have been screened uh, are allowed in. And one last thing here, Kathy Lanier is saying they don't know of any brewing attacks right now, but they got a plan like there is one. And she said there are no specific or credible threats that we're aware of for going into Super Bowl, but uh, we always plan. Uh, we plan for... Uh, an event. So they're working on all of it right now, uh, coming up with how they would prevent it, how they would respond to it. And then uh, February 13th, they say, Vegas, here you go. Well, yeah, go ahead yeah. and take it. And it's all there. So they're in it right now. Well, Alex, and you have to prepare for things you haven't seen before. I just finished reading a book, and the ultimate goal of the terrorist was to hijack a plane and then crash it into Yankee Stadium during Game 7 of the World Series. Oh, my God! So if authors are yeah. thinking of this kind of stuff, I mean, terrorists are too. 
Well, absolutely. And they, you know, they're not giving away any secrets. Law enforcement, when they say they're looking at a plane crash, uh, that's a uh, post-9-11 scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine a stadium with 80,000 people in it uh, and a plane going into it. Um, Uvalde style, obviously, uh, active shooters are a big topic right now. That They have to be ready for that. What if somebody came shooting in? With How far would they get? Uh, and it's not only the stadium. She mentioned 25 venues. they got to deal with... Yeah, the NFL experience, which has tens of thousands of members of the public in it. Uh, the the big, uh, you know, where you go in and uh, it's like a convention. Uh, you've got the media center with celebrities uh, that come in for interviews and all the, the broadcast teams from all the different cities in there. Uh, all the other venues and parties going on. They have to secure all of that. Uh, and so the, the threat isn't only the game. Mm-hmm. If somebody were to try something a week before the game to derail the game, that would have a very big impact as well. And yeah. they have to keep an eye on Antonio Brown. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, seriously, Alex Stone, I, wanted, I, wanted, I was thinking just the Super Bowl. It didn't even dawn on me. It's it's 10 days of events. It's, it's big concerts. It's all kinds of things to go on down there. It's a lot to look at and a lot of security over a long length of time. I just hope that all of this doesn't cost uh, Super Bowl tickets to be expensive. I know. Well, I mean, it goes on every year, and they're going to be expensive no matter what. Last year we flew uh, with the Department of Homeland Security and their Black Hawk helicopters up above when they were patrolling to, to intercept uh, anybody flying into the area there is a lot of money spent i mean it is incredible the amount that they spend uh but uh probably no more this year than than previous years at least in the last uh, couple of years and no matter what it's gonna cost you a lot to go to the super bowl <laughs> you did, got that did you ever talk to anybody off the record and say look it just between you and me how close have we gotten to an incident oh, right you know, they, one, don't really talk about it, um, but two, a lot of them are thwarted, it would seem, before it gets to the point where they are thwarting it at the last moment, um, that you, it's looking at online chatter, it's all of that, and then derailing it from there. But uh, have they ever gotten close to, to one? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, are they going to tell us? <laughs> Probably, Probably not. not. Probably and, not. Uh, but, you know, but, you know. Uh, I'm sure that there have been things that, uh, that that we never know about. Alex Stone, thanks so much, and uh, stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon down the road, Hoss, okay? You got it. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go, thanks, Alex. Alex. Alex Stone. Yeah, that that's, uh, I mean... I'm someone, Dwight, the older I get, the TV at home and the beer in my fridge are, is more attractive than, than $10,000 and $200 to park for some of these. I don't have to be there anymore. No, me, me neither. Me, me neither. And let's talk about that for a second. Uh, I don't like leaving the house unless it's for a charity event or something we have or to Mexico. do anymore, or Mexico. But is that cupcakes. A, is that a, a cupcakes? <laughs> is that affecting the box office? Because I want to do the box office receipts. Of course, Black Panther it uh, it, it topped the uh, box office receipts at number one, number one mm-hmm. with eleven point one million this weekend, and that's bringing up. I mean, it's a successful movie, four hundred and one million dollars. If it's not a superhero movie anymore, I keep saying, why do we keep making the same superhero movies? Because they gross a half a billion dollars. Right. That's four hundred and one million domestically. But then let's look at the rest of the. Let's look at the box office receipts in total. All right. Number one. 
Black Panther, Wakanda Fever, that's 11.1 million it took in this weekend. But it's got an extremely high total that, that made it worth its while. But then you look at number two, Violent Night. I'm sure that's some kind of a Christmas slasher movie. That I is. I think Santa's a good guy, but I'm not positive. This is the guy that plays the cop in Stranger Things, who is, I think, the... The hero or anti-hero in this, but it's a bloody Santa movie, yeah. So that came in at eight point seven million. Then Strange World, that's the Disney woke flop, which I love, love, love that it's not going anywhere. It is bombing. I mean, it's bombing big time, and I love, love, love that because Disney. Well, I'm not getting on soapbox. Came in at three point six million. Then the menu at two point seven million. What's that, the menu about? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know any of this because. Most of the stuff we watch is going to be on a streaming service. Then Devotion at $2 million. My point is, the entire box office for the entire weekend was like 30-some-odd million dollars. And that's that's usually the, the, the receipts for one bad movie, right? Yeah, okay, here's the plot of the menu. Tyler and his companion Margot travel by boat to Hawthorne, an exclusive restaurant owned and operated by celebrity chef Julian Slowick. It's on a private island. The other guests attending are Lillian, a food critic. Her editor, Ted. Wealthy couple Richard and Ann. George, a post-prime movie star. And his personal assistant, Felicity. Also business partners, Soren, David, and Bryce. They're given a tour of the island by the Mater D. Dinner begins. I think you see where this is going. I think this is kind of a whodunit on the island sort of thing. Might be good, but last night, I don't know if this was in the theaters or not. Oh, they all have hats made of chocolate. You need to watch it. <laughs> last night, Susan and Lemmy and myself, we watched on Netflix, Six Underground. It had Ryan Reynolds in it. It was an action. It was a thriller. And it was fantastic. It was about two hours long. My point is, a lot of streaming services are putting, they're buying they're having big name celebrities do movies exclusively for them and then streaming. Mm-hmm. I think it's hurt. I think it's hurting uh, the movie theaters, man. I guess so it's just a different way to monetize. I mean, they seem to be making money. You think about it. If if let's say a hundred million people are spending twenty bucks a month on streaming services, that's billions of dollars, Dwight. Yep. Yep. And we don't see it because we think, ah, it's five bucks here and six bucks there. But added up, that's the Big Ten Network model. It's the same kind of thing. Oh, we watched Smile over the weekend. Listen, man, I thought that was such a creepy movie. and It was. Because I have yet to... It's been years since I've had watched a horror movie that was creepy. This one actually creeped me out. It was creepy, but they don't know how to end it. Ah! Horror movies never know how to end themselves. Or or they've got to set it up for the next Mm -hmm. one. Let's not give away anything. I like the ending, and you didn't like the ending. But but the premise, you can't just do another movie like that because you know the premise at that point. It's not a surprise what's happening to these people. So how do you do another one? It's just the same old, same old. Yeah, no, you're right. But but boy, what a creepy movie that was. At least, maybe, at least for me. Maybe it, the next one will be Pensive Frown. <laughs> Smirk. <laughs> Smirk. <laughs> hey, I loved it in Cabo, but they had they did have hot tubs on the resort. But I, sir and ma'am, I'm what's known as a hot tub snob. I want only the best for my family, and that, my friends, is a Southern Comfort hot tubs. Sure, they have hot tubs around other places, but you'll want yourself a Southern Comfort hot tubs. Why it's the best of the best? Plus. 
Todd Gibson and the crew at 7501 Preston Highway. They're going to make that hot tub affordable. I promise you, they're going to find a hot tub for just about any family's budget. And they make it affordable by giving 12 months same as cash. Susan and I, we did actually miss our hot tub. We didn't get back into our hot tub until yesterday afternoon, and man, was it worth the wait. The jets just massage away the speakers, the Bluetooth speakers. It's like nothing else. Plus, it's a place to connect with your family. There's no tablets. There's no phones or televisions. It's just you and the ones that you love taking a soak in a Southern Comfort hot tub. Go, go by and say hi. 7501 Preston Highway. You're going to love them. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're talking heart health, and we're doing it with one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet, Dr. Henry Sadlow. Straight away after the news on News Radio 840 WHAS. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.